Mission Mobilization Chats with Ryan Shaw, Multiplying Mission Mobilization Movements. This podcast is powered by Global Mission Mobilization Initiative. Subscribe, watch, and listen on YouTube today. Find more exciting resources, teachings, and tools for mission mobilization on globalmmi.net. All right, so this is our second episode of the brand new Mission Mobilization Chats uh, podcast. We're looking at cutting-edge content relating, related to mission mobilization in our denominations and church networks across many different nations. Now, in our first episode, we laid down some foundational groundwork that undergirds actually the entire uh, concept of mission mobilization. We looked at mission mobilization rooted in abandoned devotion. In this episode, we want to grasp clearer understanding really of, of what is the mission mobilization movement. So mission mobilization is not just a scattered thing, right, that a, a few of us are involved in. No, it's actually a growing global movement of people, of ministries, of organizations that are spiritually contending for breakthrough in the global church. And many of you uh, are a part of that movement in many different ways. So in 2011, I had a very profound encounter with the Lord. I was driving in my car uh, here in the city that we live in Chiang Mai, Thailand, and I was praying while I drove uh, about some projects that I was working on. So I'm driving down the road in my car, and the Lord uh, spoke in a very profound way to my heart, and it came with, uh, with a lot of authority. He spoke a phrase uh, to my heart, and I, I immediately knew it was the Holy Spirit, and it was the Lord speaking uh, because of the nature of how it pressed uh, into my heart. And so the phrase that the Lord said was, he said, I am changing the face of world missions. I am changing the face of world missions. I said, what? What is this, Lord? Changing the face of world missions. But I immediately perceived that the Lord was actually revealing his plan to dramatically shift many of the paradigms that we hold in the missions world today. He wanted to move our outlooks, our understandings, our perspectives, uh, and even our actions of what we do in global mission. He wanted to move them from some of our traditional ways and understandings of how we do things back to the biblical, the spiritual or the spirit-led approaches of what the New Testament reveals about doing the work of missions. I also perceived through this phrase, I'm changing the face of missions, I perceived this is not going to be easy. So whenever the Lord, or whenever any change takes place, okay, so the word that he used, I am changing the face of world missions. So anytime change happens, change is not easy. Human beings like consistency. We like routine. We thrive on even the status quo. We like knowing what is coming. We like knowing how we engage with what is coming. Okay? Doing business as usual is kind of the way that we like to operate as human beings. But God said, I'm changing the face of world missions. And so this uh, in, inevitably and, and innately, it means that God is shifting some of the ideas that we hold. That some of these ideas, some of the concepts, and how we've been doing missions uh, in the last 100 years, 200 years, it's been fine for that day, but now we live in a day where we need updated 
and kind of concepts and ideas that are keeping in step with the Holy Spirit. So it's clear that some of our ways of doing things are going to need to be dislodged, going to need to be changed, need to be uprooted. Now, change is often a very painful process, and so that's why I knew immediately, ah, Lord, this is, this is not going to be easy on churches. This is not going to be easy on organizations. You are changing some things, and that is often a very painful process. Now, there are many areas where the Lord is bringing change, where he's orchestrating change right now by his own hand. There are many long-held paradigms, many long-held perspectives of missions that the Holy Spirit himself is now shifting. And he's saying, I, I want you to align with my own paradigms. I want your perspectives to not just be yours over here and then mine, the Holy Spirit would say, over here. The Lord says, no, I want to bring those together so that your paradigms now match up with what, uh, with what the Lord himself is doing. Now, we're going to be discussing many of these paradigm shifts in future episodes uh, of this podcast. But the shift that we want to bring attention to today is this growing emphasis on mission mobilization, understanding what the mission mobilization movement. It's not just some ministries that are doing mission mobilization. The Lord is orchestrating and bringing a shift where he's coalescing the different voices and ministries and organizations focusing on mission mobilization. He's bringing us together into a movement. Now, we're going to all continue to do our individual ministries, but there are some things that are connecting us into this more widespread global movement that the Lord is, uh, is orchestrating by his own hand. Now, the global church, we know from Scripture, right, was established on the day of Pentecost as a missionary community, actually. The purpose through the coming of the Holy Spirit was to make a body that would be set apart. We know the Bible calls this the church, right? Pentecost created the church, okay, the ecclesia, the gathering, the assembling uh, of the saints. And so when the Holy Spirit was poured out at Pentecost, it was for the purpose actually of creating this community of people that was fixated, focused with this mission heartbeat uh, of God. And so we were meant on that day of Pentecost to grow into this place of experiencing, enjoying this vital, intimate, close-knit fellowship with God at the highest levels. And then out of that overflow of enjoying God at the highest level, we then go out and we preach his message among all, all the uh, unreached people groups. Yet in reality, this message of the fulfillment of the Great Commission, it has never been emphasized within the church in history to the extent that's on the Lord's heart. So let's go back. Uh, the church created through Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit, as a missionary community. But in reality, this message has never, in a widespread kind of way, been emphasized to the point that the Lord intends. Okay? So what has often happened is that mission has been sidelined as a department. Mission has been sidelined as a committee inside the church. Instead of what it was meant to be, every local church is a missionary community. That is meant to be our core identity, and that is what we have actually lost. Now, of course, the message of the Great Commission has grown throughout history. 
Okay, and so we see significant forward uh, momentum happening related to the Great Commission, actually in the mid-1700s, right? So we kind of went through the Dark Ages, uh, and then we had a little bit of restoration of missions with Martin Luther and the Reformation Day, but even in those days, the 1500s, 1600s, there was still very little emphasis on mission. What was happening then is more of a restoration of doctrine, but then in the 1700s, uh, the Lord started to, again, emphasize this focus uh, on missions, but not across the whole body. So the modern mission movement of the starting in the 1700s, yes, it helped us, but generally, even until today, missions is not front and center in the life of most local ministries. So it has yet to receive the prioritized attention that the Holy Spirit intends in the way he intends within the life of every local ministry, in every nation, not just affluent nations, not just churches that can financially send out message bearers, missionaries. No, the Lord says, I intend every one of my local churches to be a missionary community. That is my identity for every one of the local churches. And again, we have not seen that in history. But that is where the Holy Spirit is taking things. So why is this the case? Why are we so slow in grasping this mission vision, this great commission heartbeat that consumes the heart of God? Well, part of the failure has been our misunderstanding God's global heartbeat, our misunderstanding even of why the church exists, why the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost to create this thing now that we call the church, as a missionary community, we have tweaked that understanding to be self-serving so that the churches now are more self-serving than they are outward-oriented as a missionary community with uh, or, or who carry God's global heartbeat for all unreached peoples. This is why the ministry of mission mobilization is so crucial. This is why the Holy Spirit is highlighting it right now, bringing it to the center, because through the ministry of mission mobilization, we are actually partnering with God to help his church be restored to this vision that happened in the book of Acts with the coming of the Spirit at Pentecost, the creation of the church as a missionary community. So through the ministry of mission mobilization, we are saying, hey, church, wake up. This is who we are called to be. We are a voice. We are a trumpet reminding every local church, reminding every denomination of their core identity of being a mission uh, community. So our primary emphasis in this mission mobilization ministry is not merely uh, a few more workers who are serving among the unreached. Sometimes we define mobilization uh, in a way that I more like to define it as recruiting, okay? So we're helping a few more workers that will hopefully get involved in mission. And that is a, a piece of it. But the much bigger piece of our ministry, of the ministry of mission mobilization, is to enable churches, enable uh, campus ministries, denominations, church networks, to be prioritizing the fulfillment of the Great Commission by integrating it as a central focus once again in our local ministries. Okay, so it's not only about recruiting a few workers who will become message bearers, become missionaries. 
right? It is that, of course, but it's much bigger. The bigger picture of the ministry of mission mobilization is to enable whole churches to begin to rightly align again with God's calling on his global church as this missionary community. This is who we are meant to be. And as Jesus' second coming gets closer, as the fulfillment of the Great Commission gets closer, the body of Christ will once again become more and more of that thriving missionary community that was on the heart of God at the very beginning uh, when the, out, when the uh, Holy Spirit was poured out at Pentecost. Now, cross-cultural mission has been taking place in varying degrees over the last 300 years. We, we just mentioned that. So starting in the 1700s, the modern mission movement uh, has been taking place. <clears throat> However, mission mobilization as a distinct entity is a lot more of a, a, a more recent kind of concept, we can say. So cross-cultural mission highlighted 300 years. Mission mobilization, a lot more of a, a recent development. But what encourages me so much is the growing number of ministries, of organizations, of people who are devoted now to mission mobilization. Organizations set aside just to call the church back to this identity as, as the missionary community. Okay? Not just uh, a few mobilizers that are a part of other organizations. Again, that's fine. That will continue. But now just the sheer number of ministries and organizations and mobilizers that are devoted to this one focus of, of calling the church back to her core identity. The fact of how many of these kind of ministries have been raising up in just the, 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 the recent years is startling to me. And that shows me, I believe that's a sign of the times, that the Lord is clearly saying, I am shifting things, I am changing things, I am bringing the priority again to my church, and I need this ministry of mission mobilization, focused mission mobilization, that will help my church once again be restored to this core identity uh, as a mission community. So it's very encouraging to me. Now, when we first started SVM2 back in 2002, now SVM2 has changed its name, uh, many of you are aware, to GMMI, Global Mission Mobilization Initiative. But we started what was SVM2 in 2002, in late 2002. So that's many, many years ago. There was only a handful of people and ministries who were focused on mission mobilization back then. Now, again, like I said, there's many. And this shows us that the Holy Spirit is moving things forward with an emphasis uh, on this, this ministry focus. And the reason it's important that so many are being raised up right now, and this, again, this gives me so much uh, uh, enthusiasm, is because no one group actually has all the strategies that are needed. No one group has the, the mission mobilization tools, has all the teaching, has all the understanding that is needed to see the church restored to that missionary community identity. Instead, we all together are a part of God raising up this thriving movement that he has on his heart. All of us together are part of that big picture because we all bring together different focal points, but all in this ministry, all in this movement of mission mobilization. Now, I want to take us back a little bit because I said that mission mobilization is a little bit of a recent development. Cross-cultural mission, focused on for the last 300 years or so, but mission mobilization, much more recent. Let's look at some of those groups that have been uh, 
uh, just very involved, and they've been involved for a while, actually. So initial seeds of the growing mission mobilization movement have been around for a while. So the perspective, Perspectives course, many of us are familiar with that. It was developed by Ralph Winter and what was then the US Center for World Mission. Now it's called Frontier Ventures. The Perspectives course was started over 45 years ago in 1974. And over 130,000 people now worldwide have taken this course. And God used, has been using this course to really open people's eyes to see mission in a slightly different way, to understand it in a more profound way. Another movement, the 82,000 and beyond movement. This was a, a movement through a, a man named Louis Bush. It was in the 1980s and 1990s, and it fueled the global church to emphasize the possibility. Their phrase was, a church for every people and the gospel for every person by the year 2000. Okay, that was in the 80s and the 90s. This massive global kind of momentum to have the church focused on the unreached peoples. It was, a, it was a great movement that pushed us forward in mission mobilization, actually. Then the Kairos course. Some of us are familiar with the Kairos course. This was launched in 1994, uh, similar to the Perspectives course, but a little bit more simplified, a little shorter. So the Kairos course was launched in 1994, and it provides education and understanding in cross-cultural mission, and it's serving a growing number of people annually as well. And so these, some of these initiatives, some of these courses, some of these tools have paved the way now today for mission mobilization, this mission mobilization movement that God is now trumpeting across many different organizations uh, and ministries. Now, to rightly grasp this mission mobilization paradigm, this mission mobilization movement as, a, as a, a ministry of its own, we need to define our terms a little bit. There's often a lot of confusion in the body of Christ when we throw around terms, but we're not exactly sure of what we mean by those terms. So we want to define some things. So how are we defining mission mobilization? All right, mission mobilization is the strategic process of seeing a community of believers, so a local church in this case, a local ministry, that is moving along the journey of being educated, inspired, and activated with every believer in that local church community, that campus ministry community, every believer engaging, first identifying, learning about their role, but then engaging in their particular role in the Great Commission. So this is what we mean by mission mobilization. Helping a whole community, a local church, a denomination, a, a campus ministry organization together be mobilized and be equipped with right understanding concerning the Great Commission. Now this is often a, a bit of a different definition than the individualistic kind of one-by-one -one approach, which again, I refer that more to recruiting. We're trying to help disciples to understand mission so that they can maybe become a message bearer, become a missionary, okay? And again, that is an aspect of mission mobilization, but we cannot limit it to that. Instead, we want to have our eyes raised up so that we begin to understand, no, it's the process of taking a local ministry or many local ministries or a whole denomination together or a whole church network and seeing them moved along the journey of all of their believers, all of their members being mobilized 
uh, and being engaged in their particular roles for mission. That doesn't mean they're all going to become message bearers. No, there's many different roles, and we'll talk about that in future uh, podcasts. So this is how we're defining it. So it is the nature of the church actually to be moving out in mission with God. Uh, did you, did you uh, hear how, I, how we talked about in the book of Acts where the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, it created what? It created the church. What was the church meant to be? The missionary community of God. So that is our nature. It's our very nature of the true church to be moving out with God into mission. However, it is rarely natural and automatic that believers move out into costly mission without them being mobilized, without mission mobilization uh, ministry encouraging them along that journey. So the point is this. Yes, it's our nature to be a missionary community. That is our identity. Absolutely. But that process doesn't happen by itself. And it's true. This is how ministry works. God always uses others to help push us along. Now, God could do it on his own. He's sovereign, right? But he said, no, I love my body. I love my people. I want my people together to be mobilizing and provoking one another and teaching one another and calling one another to this identity as the missionary uh, people that God has set up. Now, it's important for us to differentiate a little bit between cross-cultural mission and then mission mobilization. These are different than one another, okay? So we could say that cross-cultural mission is pursuing the end goal. So when we're talking about the cross-cultural mission movement or the mission movement, we're talking about the end goal, seeing the end goal of, of a thriving church planting movement, right, among every single ethnic people group, with people movements to Christ coming to faith in Jesus from all of the ethnic people groups. That's the end goal of the cross-cultural mission movement, okay? But mission mobilization is a little bit different, okay? So mission mobilization is not just uh, kind of a department of the bigger mission movement as a whole. No, mission mobilization has, is a different entity. The ministry of mission uh, mobilization is the very means of empowering and equipping the global church to reach that end goal of the mission movement itself. So the mission movement focused on the end goal, thriving church planning movements, people movements to Christ among every single ethnic people group on the planet, all the unreached peoples, that's the mission movement. The mission mobilization movement is how we see the global church raised up and empowered to serve that mission movement, to do that mission movement. Okay? So they're actually very different, connected. They're two sides of the same coin, I like to say. So we, we can again define it in, in this way. Cross-cultural mission is what we do on the field among unreached people groups. And mission mobilization is the work of waking up the global body of Christ to her primary mandate, to her core identity of being that missionary people that missionary community that we were created to be by the Holy Spirit uh, at Pentecost. So these two movements are separate. The mission movement, the mission mobilization movement. They are distinct. They are different. Okay? I believe one of the reasons why we've had such slow progression in the fulfillment of the Great Commission is actually because we've tried to keep these two together. We haven't recognized they're separate. It's only in the last few decades where there's begun to be understanding, wait, 
the mission movement is one thing. The mission mobilization emphasis is another thing. Yes, they go together. They both serve mission, but how they are done is very separate. And what we've not done real well is give this mission mobilization side over here the full credit that it deserves. That we need mission mobilization in the global church. We need mission mobilizers in the global church. And this role as a mission mobilizer is a legit role in the body of Christ. But this is something that we've been very, very slow in learning. So what we've tended to do is overlook the mission mobilization movement and realizing that the mission mobilization movement is the actual fuel for the mission movement. So you will not see the mission movement uh, reach all the unreached people groups. We will not see the fulfillment of the Great Commission apart from the mission mobilization movement coming to maturity and continuing to build momentum uh, towards the fulfillment of the Great Commission. So we cannot effectively accomplish the mission movement, reaching all the unreached peoples, unless the mission mobilization movement is also coming into uh, strong maturity. So right now, this is one of the emphases that the Holy Spirit is highlighting. He's highlighting, or he's orchestrating circumstances, actually, so that whole denominations, whole independent church networks, whole associations, whole campus ministry organizations, in the coming years, they will be experiencing profound change because of the mission mobilization movement. They will be prioritizing and emphasizing cross-cultural mission to a greater degree, not just because they're focusing more on mission, but because they're understanding the role of mission mobilization in their local uh, church. But how does this happen? How will these networks, how will all of these begin to be influenced in a profound way? How does this take place? This is where the rubber meets the road. This is where the practicalities uh, start to kick in. So it's actually not as difficult sometimes as we imagine. The way that we will see this happen is by implementing user-friendly, simple tools to mobilize and equip every single believer for activation in, in the Great Commission. You remember, that doesn't always mean that they will all become message bearers. No. Only a few, well, a large few, we'd still call it a few across the whole body of Christ, but many, many more will go as cross-cultural message bearers, absolutely. But that's not the only important role. We need the whole body of Christ, the whole church, understanding we are a missionary community. So whether I go or stay, I'm serving the mission uh, heartbeat of God, no matter what role I might have. So that is how every denomination, every church will be influenced. We implement user-friendly tools to help our members in our community, in our local fellowship, in our local uh, ministry. We uh, help them by integrating tools and simple things to mobilize and equip every member of our ministry uh, for the Great Commission. Right now, this is not happening. Right now, it's happening in a handful. A few churches are doing this. But widespread across the whole body, we're not seeing this. That's why we said at the beginning, we're not seeing this emphasis yet on the whole church identifying with its missionary uh, identity or uh, the identity of being a mission community. So together, across many different ministries, many different organizations, many initiatives, many courses, uh, many courses globally, we all together make up this, this mission mobilization movement. And together, we're spiritually contending for a massive breakthrough in the global church 
that will return her to this identity uh, of her missionary, uh, of being the missionary community. Now, I want to close by asking you, what is your role that God is asking you to do in serving this mission mobilization movement? How are you meant to be engaged? How are you meant to be involved? How is your organization serving this mobilization, this mission mobilization movement that the Holy Spirit is raising up? You remember we said at the beginning, the word of God uh, that he gave me on that, uh, when I was driving in Chiang Mai, I am changing the face of world missions. Many shifts. The shift we talked about today is this idea of prioritizing mission mobilization, recognizing the role, the place, the part that mission mobilization will play in the bigger picture purposes of God leading us towards the fulfillment of the great commission. So how are you serving denominations? How are you serving church networks? How are you serving campus ministries? How are you serving uh, local uh, ministries in helping them be mobilized? You can find many, many resources for how to do this at our website, globalmmi.net. Uh, uh, GMMI, Global Mission Mobilization Initiative, uh, has created many helpful resources, many helpful teachings, many helpful tools that can enable you to serve this mission mobilization movement and serve the um, uh, kind of the part of it that you're involved in, whether denomination, church network, whatever, to serve, to help you serve them in the mission mobilization movement. Amen. So I want to encourage you: go to our website, globalmmi.net. Find the tools that you need and get engaged wherever you are in this growing, exciting uh, mission mobilization movement. This is where the Holy Spirit is leading the church. And I get so excited uh, talking about this, this idea of this movement. The Lord bless you. Let me pray for us as we close. Father, we thank you for this entity that you're highlighting right now, this mission mobilization movement. Lord, in the history of mission, we've seen an emphasis on cross-cultural mission, but we haven't seen the emphasis, Lord, on this mobilizing side, the emphasis on this organized, uh, defined mission mobilization movement, as it were. Lord, we thank you that in our day, you're stirring this up. Lord, it's not just about a few people that are talking a lot about it. It's about many organizations, many initiatives, many tools, many courses that you are highlighting in our day to bring the mission mobilization movement to the center, Lord, where you want it in order to empower your global church uh, in cross-cultural mission. Lord, we see your hand doing this. And I want to pray for every person, Lord, connected to this podcast, Lord, that you will anoint them. You will um, empower them to their place of serving, to their role, Lord, as a mission mobilizer in this mission mobilization movement that you're raising up in this hour. Lord, speak to them. Release understanding to them. Give them the teaching, the background, the clarity by your Holy Spirit that they need. Give them the tools to go out there and begin to mobilize entire churches. Lord, we thank you that this is your heartbeat. We glory in your name. We give you all the praise and all the glory. This is your doing. This movement is your doing. And we praise your name for it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. So go on to Global MMI and find more resources that will help you uh, in the global mission movement. We bless you.
To listen to more Mission Mobilization chats, subscribe on YouTube or go to globalmmi.net.